As an immigrant, what's one of the hardest things about going to school in the U.S.? Learning English. Most difficult thing was the language. It was adjusting to English. No, the first challenge, you have to learn the language. When I came, I knew no English, zero English. Luis Hernando Solea. He's a six-time national champion figure skater. What you might not guess from hearing that is that when he was a boy, he was too nervous to go to school. So nervous that he struggled to speak English going to school in San Diego. I, re I recall very vividly um, faking stomach aches so that I could go home and not, I was just had so much anxiety and so many fears, just not able to communicate, not able to, I felt so out of place. And that was, that's a memory that stayed with me for a very long time. And to this day, I think back and I think of that little boy and I'm like, wow, you've come a long way. To live in America, stories of the immigrant experience. You're listening to the third of five parts in this miniseries podcast that explores some of the ways that immigrants experience this great land of opportunity, America. Again, all the interviews here are conducted by the San Diego Union Tribune. The staff here conducted interviews with more than 60 immigrants, and it's all part of a multimedia project called Our Immigrant Story. You can check it out at sandiegouniontribune.com. On this episode, we're looking at the pursuit of education. For some immigrants, it can make or break their future here in America. Here's Lei Leong, who arrived from Beijing, China as a high school student. He eventually became a music composer and a professor. Mastering English, though, gave him the encouragement to face the many challenges that had yet to come. I remember opening a textbook and probably like 80% of the words uh, were unknown to me. So I had to stay up all night uh, studying. You know, I think for a long time I had about four hours of sleep every day until I was physically very, very ill. But uh, at the end of that year, I remember there was a assignment by the history teacher. Uh, they asked us to uh, write like a 10-page paper, and that was like an insurmountable challenge for me. And once I did that, I felt like there's nothing I couldn't do. Cultural challenges often add to the difficulty of starting fresh in a new school, college, or university, especially for children. And then that was the case for Arnulfo Manriquez. One of the things that, that I... Uh that that I stuck really strong with was my name. I mean, my name is an unusual name, Arnulfo. Uh, my teacher asked if she could call me Arnold or Arnie, and I said no. And so for the next couple of days, she kept trying to call me Arnie, and I said, my name is Arnulfo. And I distinctly remember that uh, uh, interaction for that week. And she called me Arnulfo, and my name is Arnulfo, and I've stuck with it. And it's, uh, uh, it, I, I wasn't really thinking about my heritage. I wasn't thinking about anything else, but I was thinking, this is my name. Don't call me something else. Um, but I'm glad I did that. I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my name, and I'm proud of my heritage. And so I have, um, I love that it's Arnulfo. My son's name is Diego Arnulfo, so it's, it's a part of the family. Berta Dominguez was already 20 years old when she arrived to the U.S. from Mexico. She credits her English classes and a mentor at a community college with kickstarting what is now a successful career in scientific research. I didn't speak English when I came to the U.S., so I started taking English classes at a community college. And then from them, um, I was encouraged by my counselor to take uh, other courses, finish a degree. And I was very scared because I didn't know the language. 
but he said, go ahead and try uh, math and psychology. And I agreed, because I'm used to um, respecting what other people say. So he was my counselor, and I thought, well, he's right. I should do that. So I did. I liked it. It was very challenging because, as I said, I couldn't understand English very well. So doing my homework was hard. I would have to um, bring all sorts of dictionaries and spend about five hours in a homework that might have taken anyone else an hour tops. So anyhow, from there, um, I was interested in science. So I continued to prepare to transfer um, to UCSD, and, and I did, and I did. Berta graduated from the University of California in San Diego with a degree in biology. She didn't have to go too far to land a job at the Salk Institute. So after I graduated from UCSD, um, I started looking for a job, and I just looked across the street. There was uh, the Salk Institute, and I applied for a very you know, minor role as a lab assistant a few hours a week. And then I, I was hired, and I learned um, little by little uh, many skills about science and how to do the science. And so um, I was a loyal worker for all these many years, and I continue being promoted and continue learning. And the more we listen to her, we get to hear something that she describes as, you know, helping others, following her footsteps. I had to have a lot of courage to be able to sit in a classroom and uh, participate because I couldn't communicate, I couldn't converse, and uh, I, I was just very ambitious and wanting to just, you know, learn. And so, so that was difficult. That was difficult. Public speaking also was another um, obstacle to overcome because when I, um, I was employed at the SOC, I had to present my work. And my English wasn't that refined. And at that level, it was very technical, the science. So I had to learn a lot. And uh, so I did overcome. Never giving up, always thinking that I can do what I set uh, my goals to. And uh, so that's one small part. But mainly, I think, is being able to help other students, young students who are um, interested in science. Uh, they're afraid because they might be also immigrants. They're not very familiar with the language. And so encouraging them and making them feel that they can do it. And they've done it. Um, some of those students have progressed to uh, graduate schools in science or medical school. And a few of them have told me that if it weren't for me, they wouldn't have had the courage. So I feel very proud about that, you know, having been an influence in their lives in that way. Well, yes, it is true that some people forge new paths as a result of their education. Yet for others, it's almost like revisiting the past or learning about the past. Lei Leong, you remember him earlier? He learned more about his culture and heritage because he went to school in the United States, which says a lot. In America, I was able to discover a space for imagination for my mind. Um, I don't think I could do that uh, where I was in China. Um, here, it's, it's strange, but it's in America that I fully discover what China means to me. 
I think uh, the fact that when you're away from home, you start to think about your home a lot, and you start to understand uh, the relationships that uh, uh, your parents, your ancestors, you know, what they believed in, how they uh, build a foundation for you to take that leap. Uh, you start to understand that better, and it's uh, not only personal stories, but the spiritual foundation, the cultural foundation. So I took a lot of time to um, uh, do research about um, uh, what I think uh, are the things that make me who I am. Um, and that is something that um, I did uh, all on my own. I, um, I hand copied books uh, that I think my uh, ancestors read. Uh, uh, I learned a lot of things that I was not taught while I was in China. Uh, there is a lot of richness uh, in my own culture that uh, ironically could only be discovered in America because um, I remember the first moment when I went to the university library uh, in, uh, in Austin, Texas. This is uh, UT Austin and I I was enthralled by that experience walking through the open shelf library because there's, when I grew up in China, there was no such a thing. Um, books were locked away from us. It was always uh, a, a very difficult kind of process to get, get hold of any books I was looking for when I was a student in China. But here, uh, I could discover knowledge, I could discover truths on my own. I could question everything I learned and um, I was able to read books about China that I couldn't read in China. Uh, all of that uh, uh, was extremely important and liberating for me. And I, I'm, uh, if there's any sense of pride, it's that sense of committing myself to that discovery uh, and try to protect myself from, from any other political or commercial or any other factors, uh, but focus on finding my own spiritual space and artistic space. I think that's, the, some, that's something that I, I'm proud to have cultivated. That freedom to expand his knowledge is what really stands out the most for him about his experience here in the U.S. For Lei Leong, education not only got him where he is today, but it helped him make him who he is today. I think I identify with um, the idea that um, this is the land for the freedom of the mind. And it means that it means that we should have access to knowledge, to the basic resources uh, to empower us to seek who we are. And this is just a kind of a fundamental idea that I uh, truly identify with. Uh, and it's not uh, only American, because I feel there are seeds like that in a lot of different cultures. I can see some of that uh, in part of my own heritage. Uh, but, but I think it is something that has been given uh, a stronger force, a, a great form of institution and philosophy and law and all of this understanding of how this society operates uh, that I feel uh, truly strengthens that ideal. As you listen to these podcast episodes, you might notice that often referred in these stories often central to these immigrant experiences, are people we didn't really get to talk to. Yet, they're the most important people in the world. Their family. 
you'll hear this recurring theme over and over again. Our parents brought these immigrants to the U.S. as children in hopes of giving them a better future. How a son or a daughter finds inspiration in family to keep going, keep working, carry the language and culture. In the next episode, we'll explore this very key ingredient to the immigrant experience, family. And even when immigrants make a family a driving force for resiliency, we'll learn that not all stories are all the same. Stay tuned. This podcast is part of a multimedia project by the San Diego Union-Tribune, and it's called Our Immigrant Story, which can be found at sandiegouniontribune.com slash immigrants. To Live in America is hosted and co-produced by me, Luis Gomez, along with Abby Hamlin and editor Lara Hockley. Interviews were conducted by Luis Cruz, Eduardo Contreras, Melvin Cepeda, Howard Lippin, and Alejandro Tamayo. Our art comes from Gloria Obregoso. Thank you for listening.